Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, chapter 5. Ephesians, chapter 5. And I'm going to be reading from verse 8. I'm going to be reading from verse 8. And I'll read down to possibly verse 18. And I want you to follow. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I read to verse. 19. We are still pursuing, as the Lord is leading us, this theme of manifesting as sons of God. And last week we heard our brother speaking to us about the purpose of manifesting as sons of God. There's a reason for it. Why we do need to manifest. And the week before then, I was sharing with us about knowing the time of our manifestation. And in that message, we concluded by saying, for anyone to manifest, they must manifest on the authority of the word of God that has come to them. No one can manifest outside of the word of God. For the word of God is the light that we need to shine forth the glory of God. 
because our manifestation is about the the, 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 the expression of the glory that the Lord has put upon our lives by the reason of Christ indwelling. Christ inside of us, the scripture says, is the hope of glory. Hallelujah. It's when that glory begins to show forth that we say we are manifesting. But that can only be on the authority of the word of God. And one constant word, you will hear God speak to those who showed forth his glory is what we want to look at this morning. Whenever God wants to bring a people into that realm of expressing his glory as sons, there's a word you will see in many places. Read about great men. You will hear God say this word to them at one time or the other, and in one way or the other. May not be exactly that word, but as we look at this word together this morning, briefly within the time that we have, you will discover that that word is a consistent word from God whenever it is time for a people to show forth his glory. And that word is arise. So I'm speaking this morning on the word arise. 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 And I can hear God speak his word to us as individuals and to us corporately as a church. Arise. Amen. And we do need to understand what that means. It's a word that is key. It's a word that is central to anyone who must manifest as a son of God in this world. Arise. And I'm praying that we will arise on the authority of this word of God in Jesus' name. Arise. Let's turn to the same scripture that we concluded with, with two weeks ago when we we're talking about knowing the time of our manifestation. Turn with me. If you remember, we concluded with Isaiah 60, a passage of the scripture that I'm very much aware that we have read again and again. We have been... Talks many wonderful things from. This one says, Arise! And if you notice it, there's a comma. Arise! In many translations, the word arise stands and then other things follow. Arise! Shine! For your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth 
and deep darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Hallelujah. The word arise is central to everything else you see in that chapter. If anyone fails to arise, you wouldn't see any of the other things spoken. Am I, am I correct in that? Because it is key. It means without arising, there can be no shining. It doesn't matter what you carry. It doesn't matter what investment that God has already put upon your life. Without understanding the word arise, if I cannot understand the word arise, I am not going to shine. It takes a people who have a reason to shine. Hallelujah. Amen. The precursor to shining is to arise. No glory will be seen. There will be no drawing of the Gentiles until the people understand the call to arise. And I'm praying that we will arise according to the word of God to us in Jesus' name. If you must shine, you must understand what it means to arise, and you must arise. So, within the time that we have this morning, we just want to understand what does it mean to arise. When God comes to a people and says, arise, church, arise. Good news, church, Manchester, arise. And God begins to mention your names as individuals, our names as individuals, saying to us, arise. What does that mean? We shall look at other things later. But the first thing we want to do is to understand what that means and trust in the Lord that we will arise in Jesus' name. Let's then go back to the efficient text that we read as we try to understand what it means to arise. The first thing you will notice here, which I'm going to use other scriptures to buttress is the call to wake up. So to arise means to wake up. Wake up is a call to wake up. Arise is a call to wake up. It's a clarion call to wake up. Wake up. Wake up from sleep, wake up from slumber. It's a call to wake up. And we shall see that shortly. And in this, in the spiritual context, what does it mean to wake up? 
It's your work. But what does that mean? It's to come to a state of awareness, a state of consciousness of the realities. around us, the realities, both in the spiritual and in the natural. There are things we are not actually conscious of going on spiritually. Several of us are unaware. We are in a state of indifference to things that are going on around us. And it takes the people who are spiritually awake who are spiritually alert to appreciate them, to recognize them, and to know their importance. So it's a state of awareness. That's first of all what it is. And if you look at this place, the passage in Ephesians chapter 5 that we are read, there are a few things you will immediately notice there. That the people, the church, was being called to. Look at, the, look at verse 8. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. You were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. That's a call to be aware of who you are. Brothers and sisters, God will never stop telling us who we are because it is crucial until a people are awake, until a people come, until a people come to a realization of who they are. There's nothing much they can do. You were this, you are now this. A consciousness of who we are. A consciousness about who we are. That's the first thing we see there, isn't it? You are this. We must come to that reality that we are light. We are the light of the world. There's nothing about it. If we are in a place and we are not, we, we, we are not actually producing light, then we are failed. And God will be asking, do they not have sons there? Like our brother read for us in Jeremiah 49 from verse 1 last week. God will be asking what is happening that darkness has engulfed that place. Do they not have sons who realize that they are children of light, that they are product of light, that their genetic makeup, constitutional makeup is light in every sense of it. May the Lord give us understanding in Jesus' name. Every one of us must work with the consciousness of being light. I am the light of the world. We together, we are the light of the world. I'm the light in my environment. I'm the light in my vicinity. I am the light in my community. 
I am the light that God has said in that environment. And so darkness must not dominate here. Brothers and sisters, there's an awareness we must have of who we are. Hallelujah. And the next thing you will see in that passage of the scripture is that walk as children of light. Walk as children of light. There's an awareness of responsibility, an awareness, a call to be aware of your responsibility. As a light, there's the way light should be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you know who you are, you recognize who you are, you are awake to the reality of who you are, then it brings you into the consciousness of what you ought to be doing as your responsibility. It brings us to an awareness of expectation. Awake, arise. Come to an awareness, come to a consciousness of who we are, who you are in the Lord, and together who we are in the Lord, as opposed to who we were. Amen. Amen. Is someone following us this morning? Is someone understanding it this morning? Matthew 5, verse 13 said, says this, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is good for nothing, but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Verse 14, you are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Hallelujah. Let me quickly read this so that I don't come back to this, but I'm not commenting on this next verse. Verse 15. Nor do they light, light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand that it may give light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good work and glorify your Father in heaven. Hallelujah. If we are light, then there's a responsibility and awareness, a consciousness. Arise. Come to an awareness of who you are and what your responsibilities are. I'm sure that will be expanded to us at another time. Go back to that efficiency again. There's an, there's an awareness of the will of God that is here. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. There's an awareness of the will of God. There's an awareness of the will of God. A people who are asleep don't know what God wants them to do. They don't know the will of God for their lives. To arise means to come to an awareness, to a consciousness 
of what the will of God is, what the expectations of God are concerning us as his people and awareness. What we call revival is an awareness that people just come to a conscious consciousness of who they are. They come to a consciousness and say, look, this is who we are. This is what we want to be doing. Hallelujah. There's also an awareness of association that are not profitable. Things that are not going to take us far. An awareness. Hallelujah. Our spiritual awakening are we? Arise! It's a call to wake up. And you know, there's always a, there, there's always a terrible consequence to being asleep when we should be awake. You remember the parable that Jesus told in Matthew chapter 13 about the parable of the tear and the weeds? Verse 25 said, after the master had sown good seed in his soil, the farmer, verse 25 of that passage says, whilst men were asleep, the enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat. Something serious happens when the people of God are not awake. They are not alert to what God is saying. To what? To the realities. There's an awareness that we must have. Let's go on further. If you look at it, let me just jump to verse 16. Awake, you who sleep. Arise from the dead association. Things that will not profit us. And God has been telling us about this association thing. There are things, there are fellowships, there are interactions, there are associations that will not help us. We must come to an awareness of things that will not help. And Christ will give you light. If we must shine, we must come to an awareness. We must arise. There's no light to shine when a people are asleep. Light comes to those who have arisen, who are alert, whose spiritual perception have been developed. Brothers and sisters, and I'm, and I'm speaking that there will be an awakening inside of us, bringing us to that level of sensitiveness, alertness in our spirit to the spiritual realities around us, even as we see physical things. In Jesus' name, it's a call to awake. It's a call to wake up. Turn with me. Let's first start with Joel, the book of Joel, chapter 3. The book of Joel, chapter 3. For the men, there was a time we had men's retreat away from Manchester. And this was the theme that God was speaking to us on at that time. But I'm going to read those verses for you. From verse 9, Joel chapter 3 from verse 9. Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Wake up the mighty men. 
Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Beat your plowshare into salt and your pruning hooks into spear. Let the weak say, I am strong. Assemble and come, all you nations, and gather together all around. Cause your mighty ones to go down there, O Lord. Let the nations be wakened and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat. For there I will seek to judge all the surrounding nations. Putting the sickle for the harvest is right. And gone, that I come, go down. For the winepress is full. The vats overflow. For their wickedness is great. Look at verse 14. Multitude, multitude in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. What am I trying to bring up there? Here, we have mighty men who are asleep. Mighty men sleeping. Men full of strength. Men full of potentials. Men full of great strength from the Lord. For certain things to be done. Even mighty men don't do much if they are asleep. A mighty man asleep unaware of the spiritual realities about their own life, cannot do much. Brothers and sisters, the call to arise also means recognizing what you have. You know who you are and what you have. We are not a weak people. We are a mighty people. We belong to the mighty army of God, raised to change our world for his glory. Hallelujah. When we talk about war here, that's the situation. We are not talking about physical war, like Russia is trying to do in Ukraine. But do you know that that situation also calls for warfare? But a different kind of warfare, which we were doing this morning, standing in the gap and saying, no, it will not happen. That is our own weapon. Are you getting me? Are you getting it? But if people are not aware, we just think this is political. It is more than political. This is spiritual. It requires spiritual weapons. We can turn the army of Russia back from Ukraine. I'm just using that as an example. Those are the things we should be alert to. That that, what is happening in, in Ukraine, is not too far from us. We cannot say we are not concerned. If people who are asleep, we have a state of indifference to that situation. On Tuesday, when we had the intercessory meeting, we took it up in prayers because we knew it concerned us. We cannot live without being aware of what is going on around us and the implication of that to our society. That is the way the people of God shine. To shine, you must be aware. You must be alert to what is going on. That darkness is trying to envelope a nation. Put them under bondage and captivity in this day and age. How can we say that does not concern us? We don't have to be there physically, but we can be there spiritually. Cause your mighty men to go down there. We can be there in the spirit. Standing side by side with the people. Saying there will be no war here. Hallelujah. Oh, may God help us to understand this in Jesus' name. 
a wake-up call from complacency, from a state of indifference. Are you getting this point you are making? If this is where I can stop this morning, say, God, help me to be aware. Help me to be spiritually aware of what is going on. Let me be attuned to the things happening in the spirit, even from the things that I see physically. In that joy, you see mighty men who are folding their hands. And God said, no, it is not time to hold your hand. It is time to get up. Prepare. Prepare. And I'll come back to that later, another day. Do something for the weapons of our spiritual, of our warfare. They are not carnal, but they are might to God. For the pulling down of stronghold, casting down imagination, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Taking every thought captive and making them obedient to the Lord and being in readiness to punish every spirit of disobedience when our own obedience is complete. I've just quoted 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 to 6. Do you get the point we are making? We are involved in what is going on in Ukraine. That is part of it. When we are led to such things, you begin to see God manifest himself. God doing wonders in the nations. Bringing peace where there is war. Breaking the yoke of oppression. Silencing the advancement of evil. Are you getting the point I'm making? I'm not making political statements. I'm simply telling you what is going on. You get the point? Let your mighty men come down, O God. Let them arise out of complacency. And what was God seeing? Can you see it now? Awakening to the will of God, to the purpose of God. It's an awareness of the plans and purpose of God. Look at what God was looking at. Multitude, multitude in the place, in the, in the, in the valley of decision. Multitude, multitude. A whole lot of people in a confused state, not knowing what to do. And here are God's people. In that place, you can see harvest. Yes, it is portrayed in a negative sense, but in the New Testament, just, just turn, turn that around. Multitude, multitude, waiting to be guided, to, 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 be, to, be, to, be, to be instructed, to be guided into the right kind of decision. And being harvested for the kingdom of God. God is concerned about multitudes. It's an awareness of divine plans and purpose. Awake! Rise up. Amen. And lastly, I just read this because of our time. I will take it from here. Isaiah 52. Isaiah 52. In Isaiah 52, there's another clarion call there. It's the same thing arise. 
because it means wake up. Wake up to the realities about yourself, about what is going on around us, and about the plans and purpose of God, even in the midst of it all. That is what we are here for. And it's as we recognize that, that we begin to appreciate what action meant to be taken, which we shall deal with later, that our light begins to shine. Let, so let your light so shine that men will see your good work. You have to do something. Shining is not about folding our hands in indifference. We shine as we understand what God wants to do and as we connect with what God wants to do and as we play our part in what God wants to do in our environment, in our community, and in our nations. A church that is aloof, a church that works in isolation, not a conscious of, of the spiritual realities around them, can never bring salvation to any generation and can never shine the light of the glory of God as in the face of Jesus Christ. I read, awake, awake. Put on your strength, O Zion. Zion, we have said, is a community of God's people. It's God's covenant people. Sons of God they are. Daughters of God they are. That's why God will talk about daughters of Zion. They are not weaklings. Say, so put on your strength. Be aware of what you have. There is a strength of the Almighty God that is available for us, that is for us as a people. But if we operate in weakness without knowing the provisions of heaven for us, we are not aware of it. We will live as weak people, whereas God calls us mighty people. You remember what God told Gideon? It was a call to away. Say, thou mighty man of valor. The man saw himself as a weakling, hiding away. But when he showed up, victory came for his generation. Hallelujah. I can see strength in each and every one of us. I can see divine strength beyond imagination in each and every one of us. I can see a people of whom the weakest amongst us is as strong as David. And the strong one as mighty as the angel of the Lord himself. That's the purpose of God for us as his people. Don't let us operate in weakness. Let's operate in strength. I'm not talking about arrogance. I'm talking about just the confidence of who God says we have. Our, the weapons of our warfare are not canon. They are mighty. They are not weak weapons. When we consider prayer to be a weak thing, to just be an activity, we have missed it all. It's a powerhouse. It's our instrument. And if anyone thinks for well, our spiritual weapons you know, they, they, are, they are just small things. No, they are not. They are mighty weapons. We are loaded. Any generation who must affect their nation must recognize the investment of God in them. God has invested so much in us. It is time to make them, to bring them out, to express them. So put on your beautiful garments. We are people who are dressed in royal robes. We don't just sing about it, we come to the reality of it. Royal robes. The robe of righteousness that gives us entrance into the sanctuary of God, that gives us access to every grace, everything available in the heavens. Gives us a standing before God. 
and empowers us to deal with every spirit of wickedness in our world. He says, for the uncircumcised and the unclean shall no longer come to you. Shake yourself from the doors. Arise, sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose yourself from the bonds of your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. I'll come comment about this another time. Let's bow down heads as we talk to God. That's the only thing I can even take today. But there are other things we must be aware of. But for this morning, it's an awareness in these different areas. Why not pray and say, Lord, let me be awakened in my spirit, man. Let my spirit man come alive to perceive what you are perceiving, to see what you are seeing, to hear your voice. Pray that we all will come out of, you know, we'll be, we'll be shaking out of this spirit of indifference. So shake yourself from the dust. The things polluting our spirit man, our lives. We need to, to shake ourselves from that. Whatever is a hindrance, there's power to break every yoke, to break every barrier. Why not pray and say, Lord, Lord, with your word which I've heard, cause me to arise. In this little area we have been able to touch this morning, let me be alert to your will, to your cancer, to your purpose, to your intentions, so that I can take my position in that. That's the first implication of the call to arise. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us this morning. Thank you for helping us to hear your voice. I pray that the entrance of your word will give us light this morning and give understanding to each and every one of us and let there be a quickening. Let there be an awakening inside of us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Amen.